So, uh, Loss of Innocence. Is this where you're going to try that's and make a, a joke movie. again? Yeah. So, Loss of Innocence is a movie. Okay. And it's about a girl who loses her innocence. Right. Like the piano. Oh. Kind of like Gremlins. The best part of piano is when Harvey Keitel's naked. He fingers that girl's tiny little hole in her tights. Oh. And you get a bit of an erection. Oh. Just like Robert De Niro sticking his thumb in Juliet Lewis's mouth in Cape Fear, the remake from 1994. Or two. I watched that film multiple times on VHS. <laughs> you dirty fuck. Of course you did. Yeah, you definitely I just did. like the film. You just it's like the film. film. Yeah, yeah, it's a good film. There's one part of that DVD that doesn't work and it's burned by lasers mm. <laughs> because you get rewinding no, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, once again to the Renegade Master. Back once again with the Renegade Master. Yeah. The ill behaviour. Yeah. Uh, this is Crit Apocalypse, a bi-weekly podcast in which we review media or stuffs that we come in contact with over the course of a two-week period. We each have four reviews in which those reviews... <laughs> Allegedly have four reviews. Allegedly have four reviews. Allegedly I'll decide what I'm reviewing as I go along. Exactly. There we go. So yeah. that's, that's just how it works. Hmm. Um, you know, we're pretty loose and happening guys. And... Yeah. Review number one, please, Maestro. Um, well, because I've, I've done bugger all the last couple of weeks. Wait, who's all and why did you bugger them? Well, they were asking for it. <laughs> they dress like the, that. I love the way you, you, you carefully phrased asking as if it was asking. As if you're like, they were definitely after some buggery. Well, they dress like that, man. Can't help it. <laughs> they dress like Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, hatch. I'm going to do my old fallback of whenever I've got not many reviews of reviewing like a series so far. So let's go with The Flash, series two for so far. I'm further than you in this, aren't I? You're only one episode ahead if you've been watching the American ones because they're like one week behind in the UK, aren't they? So up to the episode where... What happened last week? Gorilla Grodd. Grod. Yeah, that was a frigging cool... Gorilla Grodd, I like Gorilla Grodd. I like Gorilla Grodd. Anyway, Flash is continuing to be fun. And that's what it needs to be. Yeah. Just a fun adventure thing. And I love that they're already jumping into Earth 2 stuff because the cool thing about doing multiple universes in the TV series is that they can try out a villain and if it sucks horribly on TV the first time... They're out of there. They can just do another dimension one later. Do you remember Family Guy where Peter said he'd like to own a bar at the centre of the Earth? Mm. <laughs> and the Rockman's like... I'll tell you when I've had enough. He goes, you're out of there. Yeah, that was pretty much my feeling when it came to the flesh. Well, it's like they've done Dr. Light from Earth 2, <coughs> but that's not the regular version of Dr. Light. No. So if they don't want to bring back that version of Dr. Light, they can just go and do another version of Dr. Light, which is fantastic, because who says the Earth 1 version of Dr. Light has to be the same as Earth 2? Who says what's her face who works at the Well, that's paper? the thing. If... if uh, those words. Damn you, Krabby's ginger beer. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, if they don't want her to be Earth, Earth One's version of Doctor Light, they could be like, oh, there was yeah. another man looking into a laser. At I the still time want that- them to explain why there's been three friggin' um, Royal Flush gangs so far over the course of the Arrow and Flash. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and friggin' Gotham. Which like Gotham doesn't ain't count. part of it, but they've done Royal Flash Gang as well, and they've done the Toy Maker. I don't like Gotham. Not Toy Maker, Doll Maker. Yeah, I don't like Gotham. Oh, that's all right. But um, yeah, Flash has been really fun. I'm still like friggin' Grant Gustin as the Flash. Um, I really like him as a Flash. Yeah. He seems like, like a cool guy. He he would be perfect Peter Parker, like adult Peter Parker, like straight out of college, adult Peter Parker. I think he'd be friggin' good. But um, we're going back to college with Peter Parker, aren't we? Going back to school, high school, fucking hell. Because we can't get Pete Spider-Man out of high school. He's got to be a kid. Got to be a kid. 
Well, in the comics, if they're following the Ultimate comics, which most of the time they are with him, yeah. he's going to die. Yeah, good. He's going to die at 17. But do you know how long he was in school for in the original Spider-Man comics? Like a year? Three years. And yeah. do you know what they called the episode where he left college? What? The episode fans have been waiting for. The issue fans have been waiting They just yeah. got him out of college. But um, no, Flash has been enjoyable. They did freaking King Shark freaking one Yeah, for one like five shot. seconds. Yeah. But they exhausted the for, budget for, in yeah. that episode. But for a second, I'm like, holy shit. That's not something you get on TV. That's like... I am constantly surprised by the special yeah. effects they pull out their asses. Yeah, like, Rod looks all right. There's some bits where, like, he's climbing up walls and it looks a bit iffy. But the motion capture close-up stuff looks really cool. Grod looks like a CGI, CGI version of those evil monkeys from Congo. <laughs> Congo. He does kind of look like that. But he looks better. But bigger. Be harsh. But he's, better, they're doing Grod well, though. They are, like, yeah, really absolutely. Cool. And their power sets, they are setting them exactly where they need to be. Yeah. No one person is a complete, like, oh, I'll beat the Flash. There's a weakness that they, exi- they, they, they yeah. show. And um, I love the team. I hate the fact that they've decided to make... Um, What's his name? Fucking Carlos. Cisco. Cisco. Ramon. Ramon. Yeah. yeah. That's it. But he's always he's vibing the comics. I know he's vibing yeah. the comics, but they didn't need to do it so well. I'm yeah. hoping that when it comes to Caitlin as um, Killer Frost, they're just going to have it be Earth an Earth 2, two one. Because I don't want that Caitlin to go. I see that. I like her do. too much, yeah. And I'm, I'm like glad they kept found a way to kept keep Harrison Wells around, because yeah. he was probably the most casual. It's the only time I've liked that actor. <laughs> oh, did you not watch Ed? We've no. already had the discussion about Ed. Yeah, on Bike Crit Apocalypse 4. Yeah. <laughs> we can have another discussion about Ed. I love Ed. It was yeah. a great, great sitcom. And, and that, you know, the woman from uh, Modern Family, the wife? Yeah. She Raymond's was in wife. Ed. Yeah. yeah. She was in Ed. No, not no, Raymond's wife. wife. No, it's just from the other one. That's yeah. the same show. She was in Ed. Yeah. And she was so hot in Ed. And I had a massive young Boner. person crush on her. You know, when you're like, you tune in every morning and you're like, I'm going to watch this lady because. Maybe today's the day I learn how to masturbate. It ain't difficult, man. That's... I know, but like when you're like 14, you're like, all right, well, let's give this old rodeo a... You just come and mimic a jackhammer. Like, fucking... God, if, that, if, if you wrote the manual to masturbating, I'm sure we'd all be better it's at it. It's a massive book and you flick through like 40 <laughs> pages and just do, be like a jackhammer. Yeah, just touch a dick and then touch it again and then just keep touching it for like a good half hour. Hmm. Yeah. Crank it. <laughs> if you feel like a cry that's fine just Basically, cry while you do it let's... if you're worried about how to do it listen to a Basement Jacks album yeah push keep it your... <laughs> keep your eyes open in case you have to move your head at the last second yep. yeah um... do not ever aim for your mouth because it tastes <laughs> unless awful, you want to I mean, if that's well yeah there saying. you go if you want to mine tastes like pineapples but I'm a vegetarian so that's probably why that's happened <laughs> but <Eat> the flash <laughs> <laughs> the flash season 2 it's been really good so far. What's your favourite episode so far? Um, pff, see, I quite like Doctor Light, but they haven't done the rapey part of Doctor Light yet. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that on TV. No. Um, I don't know. It's been really decent. The episode with Zoom last the week before last, where Zoom comes just over beats and just, the living shit. Out yeah, of him. beats the shit out of him. He baned the fuck out of him. <laughs> yeah, like, that was that was good. And my theory on Zoom is probably the most boring possible answer, and that it's his dad from the other world. And that's the most boring answer. But I think that's probably going to be it. Because you notice how they don't know where Zoom is. And then his dad turns up again. I think it's um, I think it's um, the other Eobard Stark. Oh, well, the real one? Yeah. The one that didn't turn yeah. into Harrison Wells. The one who didn't have his head cut off by the king. Hmm. You know. Eobard Fawn. Eobard Fawn, that was it. Yeah. Not Sean Bean. Stupid name. 
But um, yeah, they haven't got a friggin' what's his face Eddie to kill himself this time. No, exactly because it's <laughs> Earth Two, and all, yeah. for all we know, Eddie in Earth Two could be the Flash, hmm. and that'd be great. That'd be a fucking awesome. Well, no, Earth Two thing. Flash is friggin' Jay Garrick. Well, as far as we know, well, he is. We Jay Garrick was a Flash before the particle accelerator. Hmm? Yeah, he didn't say the particle accelerator gave him his powers. I thought he did. No, oh, no, but it's proper Flash. Yeah, I did like the little reference they had to the comic book title with the Flash of Two Worlds, where they have uh, them both running forward to save Patty Spivet, yeah. who's a uh, freaking lady cop, didn't you? Yeah, lady cop, the best I like, I actually, superhero name. I ever. like the cute little fucking uh, the little scene where he's like wearing the sunglasses, like Cisco, tell me what I need to do. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're blind. I'm yeah, a fucking that was, detective. That was pure 1990s romantic comedy sequence. It was quite sweet. I was like, oh, this isn't expected in a TV series because they have to speed everything up. Mm. But there was a long scene of that. I'm waiting for them to find an excuse to get Grant Gustin to sing again. I love it. Because you've got to get that use out of it. I think I have a bit of a man crush on him. (laughs) He's all right. Because it's like... He looks looks silly in the costume. He looks so, so stupid in the costume. And especially, you know the first episode, he's like, I got in a coma and it gave me abs. And he lifts his shirt up and you're like, those aren't abs. That's a weekend of a tough workout. Tobey Maguire had abs. Yeah, Tobey Maguire was fucking stonkingly big. Yeah. I love Spider-Man. The first three Spider-Man films. First two. (laughs) No, Spider-Man 3. I don't hate Spider-Man 3 as much as some people do. It It is shit. It's Sam Raimi enjoyable shit. Yeah. Sandman. I actually like the emo Peter part that everyone hates. I don't. Because to me, that's like what an idiot would think is cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I kind of... I I wouldn't like Sandman. Yeah, Sandman's done well. Really sad scene where the the locket, that scene, for me, that was actually quite powerful, but I did like... He's trying to grab it in his hand. Yeah, and it's just disintegrating. I thought it was great. You know, why do you need a lengthy explanation? It's kind of crazy how like DC has got TV locked down. And Marvel has TV locked down in one area. Yeah. In Netflix. Yeah. And but also Agents of Shield, Shield is, is alright. Yes, that's better but, now. But when you've seen Daredevil and Jessica Jones, yeah. and you're like, Agents of Shield isn't anywhere near that. And I can't see Daredevil or Jessica Jones turn up in Agents of Shield because it'll feel like you're watching like imagine if like PG certificate Robocop. It's like it's it'll be like watching a really neutered version of what you know. Yeah. I'd like for them to have a little nod to it. Like yeah. I'd like them to be going through. I'd like there to be a scene where they're going through the superhuman registration, yeah. like linked to Civil War, and like they're going through. What are these? These are C grade heroes that we don't Daredevil's need to worry. Quite enough that the government may not know too much about him. Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, they definitely know about. You sure about that? Because he took down one of the. Oh, it's like down taking Kingpin, down the yeah. mafia. Yeah, True, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's a fairly big event. Yeah. Jessica Jones, they definitely know about because Purple Man. Yeah, and Luke Cage is like. And an Luke experiment Cage. but anyway we'll get to Jessica Jones later yeah we'll get to all that shit later but yeah in terms of the Flash season 2 um, yeah my so favourite episode is so far yeah my favourite episode is probably the one with Michael Ironside it was the weakest of this series oh yeah with the yeah he was yeah. playing Captain Cold's dad it's a very weak episode but there is something about um, Barry Allen using his powers intelligently yeah I mean, every episode they're and like, more Captain Cold. You can run really far. I don't like Captain Cold. I fucking love Wentworth Miller in that but, show. <laughs> but in terms of what he did was disguising stuff that he was doing by being fast. Wentworth like, Miller is literally like one step away from going, I used to see you. <laughs> like, he is just That'd be so great. close to that. He thinks he's in the 1960s Batman. It's he amazing. Does. I, and I've been watching all of that on Blu-ray. And do you see the trailer for Legends of Tomorrow? No. And there's a bit where Heat Waves, like they're having a fight in the 70s bar and Heat Waves like, I love the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, of course you would. You remember it, you fucking old son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, but you yeah, know, I completely agree. Hmm. Flash season two, it's another, it's hit the nail right on the head. Yeah. 
I mean, it'd be a Tom Atkins if I knew what the rest of the series is going to be like, but I feel like we're I into... still think, I still want them to reveal that Henry Allen is the Flash from the original 90s series and that he got stuck in this world somehow and he lost his powers and it was because of his latent superhuman powers that gave Barry his abilities. Like, he was the original Barry West. Barry Allen. I, I think that would be cool. I wouldn't. Because it would excuse away why Barry gets the fast speed. Mm. Like, completely. Because everyone else has a very, like... They were doing something at the time that gave him that power, but he didn't. Yeah. He was just busy walking around some chemicals. But he was always late. That was the ironic but thing it about would, it. It would tie all sorts of stuff together. Plus, it yeah. would excuse away why the trickster is the same actor. Yeah. Why um, What's-Her-Face, who runs the science lab, is the same actor from the original series. Yeah. plays the same character. It would excuse away all that sort of stuff, and it would tie into the multiple Earths thing. I just kind of love the series. Yeah. I wish it was more of an island than it was a, a part of a planet. Not so tied to... Arrow. Arrow and Arrow's alright, but it's not Arrow. as good now as it used to be. It's getting better. Apparently, it's getting better. Yeah, I haven't watched any of the new series. The new series has been better than the last series so far. The last series was pretty weak because it didn't have. Um, they messed up Rachel Gould. They messed up Rachel Gould, and also they didn't have Slade. Do you know what's coming up in the episode soon, though? What? Vandal Savage, two part episode. Yeah, no, I heard about that. And Vandal Savage is probably my favourite, like, underused DC villain. Did you see the animated series with him in? Mm. Where he looked almost like... He almost looked like in a the, Neanderthal. Oh, no, the in the, which one? Brave and the Bold? Or? No, in Justice League, they had him as the suave dictator-type character. It may have been Justice And there League. was an amazing episode where Superman had been sent to the future and everyone yeah. thought Superman was dead, but he's in a future where the only people left on Earth is Superman and Vandal Savage. <laughs> and Vandal Savage is like, I fucked up everything. Like, I'm stuck here on my own now, and so he works to send Superman back in time to stop him in the past. Nice. From creating a series of events that lead to Vandal Savage be the only person left on Earth. That's pretty depressing. That was a really cool story. That's kind of like the Outer Limits episode where the guy, he's the last man left on Earth, but he's like, oh, at least I can read. It's like, <laughs> he goes blind. Oh, dear. Yeah. Anyway, you should review a thing, because we're 40 oh, yeah. minutes into episode three. Jesus Christ, yeah, this, this ginger beer. Krabby's ginger beer, it's like you're not drinking alcohol. It's made to our unique steeped ginger recipe. Yeah, it really is. It's 4% and it doesn't... T- well, we've been drinking Captain Morgan's white yeah. rum again. So, you know, the captain's in us. Mm. Um, my first review this week is going to be something that you're not going to review so that we can talk about stuff in a more cohesive way later. Yeah. My first review this week is going to be... The Boy Scouts Guide to the Apocalypse, or to Zombies, or what is the name of that film? The Boy Scouts Guide to the Apocalypse, isn't it? I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, it's uh, that Boy Scout movie with zombies. So yeah, I watched that. Uh, oh, well done. Congratulations on watching a thing. Cheers. Um, David Coconut's in it. Mm. I actually kind of like it. It's crap and it's cheesy. Yeah. It's kind of like an 80s horror film. So far this year, I've watched two films that are like this, and I wish there were more. Uh, the Final Girls, oh, had yeah, a similar tone. Last week, yeah. Last two weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> to this. And um, what's nice is they're very campy, very in a time period. Mm. You can watch them and there's not, there's not a massive amount of worry about plot and substance and why this is happening. Why You're not sure happen- what to say, are you? No, exactly. Well, I'm uh, going to go have a pee, so I'm going to leave you to... All right, you go piss. So the Boy Scouts Guide to the Zombies or the Apocalypse or whatever the fuck it's called is essentially the story of three Boy Scouts two of which are on their way to moving on and a third who's a rather rotund boy who 
believes that um, that they're going to be doing this forever. They they're going to pass off pass off their lineage and knowledge to the next person or oh, next people. I guess that's how you'd say it. Um, and uh, and it's not the case. They're planning on moving on, going to college, doing all these advanced things, moving on in life. But the boy holds it very close to his chest, and I think that's because his father had some sort of tragedy, and he's no longer with him. Um, these boys find themselves in an extraordinary situation in which zombies are unleashed by uh, one of the members of Workaholics, a fantastic comedy program that was on Comedy Central, I believe, in America. Um, I watched it by DVD here, and uh, fantastic. Um, and altogether, it's, it's quite funny. It's quite a funny film. Um, it's very boyish humour, but I think that goes with the plot. Um, dicks and balls and arse, you know, gently tugging at those, chugging at those, uh, tugging at those banjo strings. You know, uh, you've got to really work the shaft and the balls. And sometimes you just got to smile, you know, because everybody likes that. Services industry. Don't really want to just leave people hanging. Don't want that disgruntled look on your face. And the film itself had a similar tone to that. I, uh, I really liked it. It was stupid. It was silly. It was fun. There's lots of tits and arse humour. One thing that I would say is that the main character is quite, uh, blur. Blah, 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 blah. He's just, you know, he's just bland. He has no wants or needs. He kind of fancies his friend's sister. And that's great. Does he wish that he could have Jesse's girl? <laughs> Kinda. I'm back, by the way. Yeah, that's back. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's a funny film. There's a loads of shitty humour that you just wouldn't bother about. But other than that, it's like, yeah, I'm into this. I just let my brain fucking switch off for like an hour and a half and I found it perfectly acceptable. I wouldn't say it was a great film. I wouldn't even say it was on the same par as The Final Girls. But it's a good film. And I would definitely give it a... I would give it a... You should make the decision earlier. I know, I really should have. I should have thought about this. I would give it a Christian Bale in Reign of Fire. (laughs) It's a nice little treat in that film. Jared Butler's there, Matthew McConaughey. He's quite buff in that film. He's quite buff. Yeah, lots of people get the shirts off in that film. There are loads of people, including yeah. like including Jared Butler. Yeah, objectifying men. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you know, going back to Christian Bale in, in Render Fight, it was a it was a good movie for the time. It's a popcorn flick. There's not really much going on. Why did Matthew McConaughey have to die? Such a silly death. And it, well, that, that was before the reconnaissance where he had that very little stock before tiptoes before Gary Oldman found his footing yeah. <laughs> more his knees really exactly just, that film literally has a man walking around on his knees pretending to be Look, a midget don't you Peter Dinklage pretend you didn't see it coming <laughs> Peter Dinklage is in that I know as a French French. Have you watched that yet? Yes. Isn't it dull? I have it on DVD. Isn't it way more dull? Yeah, I bought it on DVD years ago. You know what I found <laughs> most surprising? Huh. I couldn't Bridget masturbate to um, to uh, Kate Beckinsale being on screen. Yeah. Because every uh, Bridget, five seconds... Bridget, Bridget the Midget's hotter in that film. Every five <laughs> seconds it cut to Gary Oldman on his knees with the same sized arms, reaching out like a weird-shaped it's E.T. When he sat on the chair. It's and like he's E.T. Got, like, the, fucked Elliot and had a he kid. He sat on the chair and he's got the tights with the trousers oh. on him and the... My favourite bit's where Kate Beckinsale talks about a midget circle jerk and how yeah. like, that she'd love to see that. I'm like, really? All right, love. I've got to tell you something. What? Well, my family. They're yeah. short people. Just, what, you mean like midgets? Don't use those words. We don't use those terms. 
Don't you say those hurtful words. My favourite part of the film is when Gary Oldman walks into a room and sees Bridget the Midget being banged by the other guy and the door behind him swings shut. By the shut. other guy, Mark the, Wahlberg and Will no, Ferrell. No. But the door swings in. she definitely didn't ask for that if it's Mark Wahlberg. The door Wahlberg. swings in behind him and blatantly hits his feet. <laughs> and says a little bit. Yeah, because he's right in front of the door he goes like that and it hits his feet and doesn't shut like, do you know what's really weird about that film everything. it reminds me so much of the DVD I have of Dummy the Adrian Brody film where he stops mm. talking and he starts talking through the through the marionette puppet not the marionette puppet through the ventriloquist dummy the Mel Gibson like the beaver yeah basically it's just a, just the original beaver huh. I'm gonna wee cause you weed you do your next review and then okay. ah, just get that fucking thing and just I don't know what to review next thing. though just review anything oh my air. god review air the quality of air is down air quality is down that is true it Fuck has been switch. mediocre at best around here recently right well I'm gonna <laughs> let me even think of what to review next oh god it's bad um I'm gonna mention another series that I've been watching recently, which is like probably not getting as much love as Flash, but Supergirl, which we're up to uh, episode five or six of that so far. Um, it's a lot lighter than the Flash and the Arrow series has been, and it seems to be very much done with a lot of kid gloves on. Sort of, it's afraid to to push into anything not necessarily darker, but it's afraid to be a show for adults. Um, but at the same time, it's light and breezy and it's fun. It's escapism. Um, ah, fucking scales. You're right. Yeah, I'm fine. But yeah, it's been an all right series so far. Just not great. Supergirl. It's just oh, been watchable. <laughs> it's just been watchable, man. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely been watchable if you're blind. I haven't got to the Red Tornado episode yet. Because, um, oh, just you haven't lived. Yeah, because it's that's just, next week, I think. It's so shit. But I've been like, it's light and breezy and it's inoffensive. Yeah, it's and light it's and breezy of... and it's it's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Like, everything feels like, oh, we don't want to show Superman. Oh, we don't well, want to show Superman. They want to cast a 13-year-old to play a young Superman. But I'm like, he was already Superman when Kara got there in the story. So what are they going to do? Are they just going to have a flashback to before Kara got there? How is she going to remember that? But, like, the show is, like, light and breezy and dumb, but it's, like, it's watchable. It's... I can't, I can't like, watch it. I watched the pilot and I wanted to fucking kill someone. Well, I think if you could ever watch through Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, with Dean Cain, then you could watch this easily. I can't now. I think it's more for kids, because no, yeah, I'm honest. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have the teeth. Well, I'm not saying teeth, but it's afraid to be something for adults. It's afraid to have the balls to do stuff that would involve mortality. I think Supergirl yeah. should be... Supergirl's not like Superman. Yeah. Superman has all the Jesus metaphors and shit. Supergirl always had that level of mortality to her. She always she was always able to be injured. Yeah. And I don't know why. I think that's just because of the sexist regime of the 60s and 50s. Well, she gets knocked out in the last episode. Because we got the episode they haven't shown in America yet this week. We got the episode where the, um, the train bomber, which they didn't show in America because of the attacks in Paris. They've delayed it. But we got it this week. We should probably say something about the attacks in Paris. No, but because um, they had Mad Bomber in an episode, yeah, and he blew himself up, which isn't Mad Bomber's mo. He tends to blow up other stuff, yeah. But um, it's it's like it's a series. I think if like, if they could find their foot in, they could make something fun and silly, like on the Flash sort of tone. But it's not really hitting there yet. No, and the villains are like it's. I mean, Maxwell Lord, like blatant villain right from the start, like. Mm. Um, Calista Flockhart's entertaining she's been like evil version of Annie McBeal I kind of think that they wanted um, Trinity 
Trinity. What's her name? She's in Jessica Jones. Oh, Carrie Ann Moss. I think they wanted Carrie Ann Moss for that role. Maybe. And they couldn't get her, so they got Clarissa Flockhart. I like they got Dean Kane playing her dad, her stepdad, her yeah. adopted dad. Like, I, wish she, I wish she just played Superman. That'd be great. Yeah. No, it's set in the future. Make it tight to the original super Superman cheesy. series. Yeah. I just wish it was super cheesy. But um, Mr. Ben Oist is like uh, ridiculously cute. Why yeah. is she so underpowered? Well, she's learning. She's learning. She's so old. <laughs> Superman old. was running through fields 20 years before. She hasn't she... been doing her, using her powers, has she? Oh, it's so silly. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's I like that fan. she's learning and. She's not a fan. But that's why now. I like the bit where she's trying to stop the oil slick boat and she uses too much strength and tears the front of the boat off and causes an oil slick. <laughs> I didn't. But no, it's just entertaining enough. Yeah, I, I think it's very much. Your, I mean, looking at the comics, DC. Very DC orientated. Yeah, because Marvel don't do, tend to do really good long term stories. Yeah. I've got the first two Ultimate Spider Mans because it started off really strong. I love Ultimate Spider Man. I've got the Silver Surfer collection of Marvel Zombies because they're funny. Yeah. But no, that's fair enough. But I think you're more DC orientated, so yeah. I think that's more of your style of storyline. Hmm. I I think that DC and Marvel have such a weird way of doing TV. I've always said like DC's more sort of smarter written Marvel's soap operas. But that's the di- that's seems to be but the nowadays, opposite with the TV programs. Yeah, like oh, DC. Yeah, because CW in it is yeah. soap operas. Um, but well, freaking Supergirl's not CW though, isn't it? But I mean, like your opinion is completely valid because I've heard people that love this TV program. I just can't get into it. I just mm. there is some. Well, but I've never liked Superman, mm. and I always preferred Superwoman or Supergirl, and I always liked some like the comics and stuff. But there were just it was always a case of sexuality would come into it and not in a prudish well, way she's not, not power girl like if she yeah. was power girl then that would be but it was always just weird because it was always like oh I've been I've been fooled by the a thing boy I'm I find like. it super confusing I don't know if it's just me but Wynn the guy at the office who fancies her yeah surely he's gay like surely he's hella gay that's like, what I like, thought in the bro- the, the prologue he comes across the, the as hella violent. gay like, he, he comes come across, across as nice. super gay yeah like you know how they I think that they went like is he a guy from Glee yeah, I think he is, yeah. Because they, she's I the think, Benoistas as well, isn't she? Yeah, because I thought that they went like, oh, Grant Gustin, he's from Glee, he yeah. worked out, and people think he's straight, and I'm like, well, yeah, because he comes across as that, because he's an actor, he's doing a good job as an actor, but this guy comes across, and I'm like, he's going to fucking tap yeah. dance up and down some guy's arsehole. I don't buy that he fancies And there's nothing just wrong with being gay, it's just so weird to cast a character that's so flamboyant and feminine. He's really feminine. He plays like typical... Yeah, he plays like her, yeah. Rupert Everett in a fucking... In My Best Friend's Wedding. He's coming out like doing karaoke and shit. Like just fucking... Hello, <laughs> I'm going to do single ladies. It's like... All the single ladies. All the single ladies. <laughs> it's got... Um, the guy who plays Jimmy Olsen. It's like... At least they... Yeah, I like the guy who plays Jimmy Olsen because... It, but it just... Again, it seems weird that there's Wind. a strong male character... Yeah. In a female superhero show. Yeah. Like, he doesn't... He seems more... He seems to have more superpowers than Supergirl. <laughs> what about the freaking... Um, What's-his-face working for the DEO, the bat, the guy who runs it, who, like, just can't seem to stop his eyes glowing red? Like, know. he just can't stop that. I don't get that far. Now, he was in um, Win. He's in Elementary in one episode. He's in a whole bunch of random things. Some show called Smash. Don't Never know. heard of that. Um... He's in two episodes of Law and Order Special Victims Unit. (laughs) 
so is that the version of Law and Order where they only go after people from with special needs? Being in Law Law and Order is the American equivalent of being an episode of The Bill. No, like, it's not. <laughs> Justin Bieber was in there. He's pretty famous. Russell Russell Brand was in an episode of The Bill. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's a trans transvestite, but um, transgender person. I'm not allowed to say transvestite anymore. Am no, I? no, he doesn't. He was a he was a teenager back when he did that. Yeah, but he was a transgender like person. Teen kid. He was all. Oh no, it's David Tennant was transgender yeah. in The Bill. Um, but no, I I don't like the Supergirl series. But that, that, in no it's way... something that I can keep watching. But yeah. I don't think it's gonna be brilliant or anything. It's something that I I absolutely respect other people's people's opinion yeah. on. But I can't just I don't I can't see it doing anything like Gorilla Grodd or I King just, Shark. And yeah, I just don't like awesome. it. I don't know yeah. what it is. I couldn't quantify it. It's not the female protagonist being strong or anything like because she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. It's that character. It's just I think that it's poorly written. Like, yeah. I think they are nullifying it. And, they're and Red Tornado it. looks like a Power Rangers character. Yeah, he like, looks like, so he much looks like, like a power. fucking Ivan Ooze. Red Tornado shouldn't be difficult. You put him in a leather jumpsuit with a T on it and you give him a bald cap, paint him red. Done. That's Red Tornado. Don't even give him the leather jumpsuit. Just make him wear a jacket. Yeah, it's just make him red. Like, red, bald cap. But they've given him, like, this helmet that's, like, made to look like part of his face and then... It's because he has a helmet. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> But I honestly, like every screenshot, so there's one screenshot which is a low angle, low angle shot with a wide angle lens, and I honestly expect it to cut to Rita Repulsa saying, Magic Staff, make my monster grow. Like. I expect him to be controlling the putties. <laughs> good old putties. Good old putties. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I. I They're a liable workforce. They do what you ask them to do. They're not very good at it, but. No. no. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the, that was the, the racist jungle people noise that they made. <laughs> Terrible. Jungle people. Jungle people. We're not going to talk about the Black Ranger. <laughs> oh dear. No, when I say jungle people, I mean of any fucking race. Yeah, it doesn't the Blumpers. Jesus Christ, alright. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Anyway, you review something, because that was just a filler review. That was really weird. I <laughs> went to a weird place. Um, I'm going to review the Nazi zombie trilogy for Xbox One. It's a game. What? Is that download content for... Call of Duty, isn't it? Nope. No, the Nazi Zombie Trilogy is a trilogy of games based on the Sniper Elite engine. Oh, yeah. yeah you remember yeah. the side games? It was £20 on base.com. I'm fucking terrible at Sniper Elite. I'm really good at Sniper Elite, but I'm just not very good on PC. <laughs> I've got Sniper Elite V2 and I can't get off the third know, level. Yeah, it's fucking... <laughs> I tried playing on PC and I was terrible, but I've completed Sniper Elite 3 on the Xbox One on hardest mm. difficulty, so I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But anyway, um, this is a collection of the side games they made where you essentially had alternative histories where um, Hitler's development in the occult went right instead of just producing oh, monsters. Good for him. Yeah. Um, and he produced a bunch of monsters. He made a bunch of zombies and you are the... Um, well, you pick from one of eight characters. There's four female, four male. And each one has some sort of hand in creating these monsters and you are... You are, for some reason, surviving in the situation, decided that you're going to kick back, fight back against the Nazis, just like the three ninjas at High Noon or Mega, Mega Mountain. Mountain. Yeah. With, With Hulk Hogan. Ernest and Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan and Ernest. Yeah, Jim Varney. Jim Varney. God Hulk Hogan in the wig. There was, a, like, two weeks in WCW where Hulk Hogan turned up wearing the wig because the film was coming out, and for whatever reason, he wanted to try and convince us that his hair had grown back. Jesus Christ. All right. Oh Come yeah, on. we're not meant to mention Hulk Hogan. He's a racist now. He's a fucking dick. But never mind. WWE will keep mentioning Donald Trump, who has gone full blown fascist. Yeah. Donald <laughs> Trump is pretty much loading up his cannon and firing at fucking whoever wants to oh, stand. Because yeah, I can't see any problem with wanting to register every single Muslim person in America and put tags on them. Why are we bombing Syria when we're just killing hundreds of innocents? <sighs> War. 
Yeah. Bomb sound good. Yeah. What? Let's bomb some hospitals. It's fucking crazy that Doctor Who, two weeks ago, had like the biggest Syria allegory. Yeah, I saw the refugees away and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, and the whole, at the end of the day, doesn't matter what you bomb, we've all just got to get down to doing what we should have done from the beginning, which is just talk. Yeah. And do you know what thinking is? It's a funny word for changing your mind. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, But anyway, Paris was a tragedy that touched us all in some way, shape or form. I'm incredibly upset that um, the human race and the large quantity of lives that we lost on that day was was incredibly sad. I think that everything that happened on that day didn't need to happen. Uh, I know the reasons it happened can't be justified, but in some way they can be understood. Us bombing people without any real reason. Yeah, why is it only terrorism when white people are getting blown up? Why is it not terrorism when we blow up friggin' random Syrian civilizations and then and then turn away the refugees from our door Absolutely. when they come running back wanting it, help? It all seems far too based on colour-coded bad guys. Mm. It seems like we're playing a game of Call of Duty and someone's dictated to us who is the bad guy and who isn't. (laughs) What's happening in the world right now is incredibly sad and fucking unfortunate, and we don't support the bombing of anyone in Syria. I don't think that it's the way to go forward. I'd support the bombing of Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can vote on that one. Um, What were you reviewing? I was reviewing Nazi Zombie Trilogy. It's a good game for 20 quid. It's a good distraction. I'd recommend it. I wouldn't recommend bombing Syria and making more more terrorists. That's a bad idea. We should probably try and help the people from there and understand their religion. They're scared. And it's not very nice, the things that we're doing to them. Bombing schools and hospitals are not the way to win a war. We're a civilised society now. We should probably be able to talk to these people and realise that whilst we have massive guns that can fire at other countries, they do not and they are attacking the only way they know how. And that's with bombs. It's not very pleasant. And it's not very not very uh, popular to think that way. But I really do think that that's probably why these people are so scared and they're doing these horrible drastic things. Your review, Ant! <laughs> After that somber time. Did you even talk about zombies? I did. Oh, yeah, sorry. Now I've got to give it a score. I'll give it a Harvey Keitel. It's really good in the 70s, but right now it's probably not what we need. Um, Nazi Zombie Trilogy. It's a fun distraction. You can always watch Taxi Driver if you want to see Harvey Keitel at his best, and that's kind of like that. If you want to shoot some zombies, this is a great way to do it. But if you don't, then I probably wouldn't recommend it. Just Cause 3 is out next week. Get that. I want Just Cause 3. Just Cause 2 is coming out free with the Xbox One version. I believe the darkness. I was bored of this. <laughs> you only adopted the darkness. <laughs> I was born into it. Yeah. I That's the only thing I remember from that film. I wondered what would break first. The man. <laughs> your mind or your body. I just couldn't believe how shit Dark Knight Rises was when I saw it. I really movie. want a taco. Vegetarian, please. <laughs> Anne Hathaway is incredibly attractive. I need a cat suit right now. Ah, Charlie Algool. What would happen if I pulled off your mask? It would be very painful for you. (laughs) I will never show my face, despite you wondering what I look like. Mm, Bane impressions. It's very timely. It is. Well, your review, Anne. I'm going to review with Bob and David. 
the new it's Mr. Show. Let's I mean it ain't no show, Mr. But it's Mr. Show. I didn't miss a show. Yeah. I watched it. Yeah. It was Bob and Dave. And I really enjoyed it because it was silly and dumb. And it had a really nice framing structure to each episode, which is very Mr. Show S to tie all the sketches together into one long thing. Um but for four episodes I just wanted more. I wasn't done. When those four episodes were up and that hour long documentary comes on at the end and I'm like, I'm not done yet, I want more. Got a boogie in my hand. Oh, sexy. It's really gross, man. But um you can put that in the can. Yeah, with Bob and David is basically Bob Odenkirk and David Cross's return it's to in, it's sketch in, comedy. It's in the booger can. It's sexy. But um we haven't really there isn't much good sketch comedy around nowadays. It's kind of all just been like, we went through a phase where Little Britain was meant to be the height of sketch comedy. <laughs> yeah, like when really it was friggin' Monkey Dust was the height of sketch or comedy. Or Wonder Chosen. Wonder Chosen's fucking amazing, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, with Bob and David is like a return to that sort of thing. And it's Can a we little just bit fist bump Wonder Chosen? White people, yay! <laughs> um, the veterans. That's a great it patience, was like the A team. Patience, patience, patience. Um, all hail Lord Kraldor. <laughs> Why don't you shake my hand? Ah, oh, this man's touching children! <laughs> but, um, with Bob and David had the same sort of, like... They always skirt the edge of being offensive. They sort of just avoid it. Yeah. Like, having the film Better Roots, which was fucking... <laughs> that, that was genius. Yeah, um, the idea of a racist... is Someone who's, yeah. who's, someone who's trying to... You've only watched the first three, haven't you? And I yeah. can't remember what was in which sketches were in the fourth episode. Well, the first episode... The That's whole the one, one was based yeah. around the poker game where they all talk about yeah, what, they, what they want to do. It's like the greatest phone ever. Yeah, you yeah. can watch porn all the time. There was will never infringe on your one data. sketch which cracked me up loads. Was meant to be this YouTuber who's trying to um, show you how to deal with police when they harass you, and he keeps going through this checkpoint. And they're like, "Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Just go through." And every time, it's got the guy. Yeah, one of the guys from Key and Peele. Yeah, which old Key, whatever. It is. Um, but eventually, he gets so desperate he blackfaces himself and tries to go through. And the guy's like, "What the hell, man!" Just drags him out. They start like macing him in the face. He just starts throwing up the floor. Key um, and Peele has one of my favorite sketches since the Chappelle show. Is it the one where they're reading out the names in the class? No, no, it's where <laughs> they've got the two guys working in a cubicle, and one guy is flamboyantly gay. And he's like, I'm just going to drink from a penis straw. I'm going to blow my penis whistle. <laughs> oh, I was fucking this guy on the weekend, and he, and he just blew my arsehole out. I've got a prolapsed arsehole now. Sexy. And um, and like he's just saying all these offensive things. I mean, it's, yeah, I think it's Peel that's saying all the offensive things. And then Key's like, can you just stop it? And he goes, oh, because I'm a gay man. It's because <laughs> I'm a gay man. You're telling me to stop expressing myself from my penis straw, my penis pen, my penis ringtone. It's like penis, penis, penis. And he's like, no, I'm just saying this because it's not appropriate in the workplace. Yes. Oh, so you think you think I'm some kind of dickhead? Okay, no, that's fine. I'll just I'll calm it down. I'll just take it down. All my decorations got these penis lights. Takes them down. <laughs> and then um, Key Key's like, look, I'm gonna go to lunch. Do whatever you want. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. And as he's going out the cubicle, his boyfriend walks up and meets him, and he he gives him a kiss on the lips. He's like, oh, how you doing? And he goes, I'm fine. It's you know, it's a tough day. I don't I don't mean to be, you know, you know, just having one of those days. It's fine. Let's go. And they walk out, and then it cuts to Peel, who's taking down the penis lights, and he's just like, oh, so I'm just an asshole. Fuck. <laughs> it's great. It's a really great sketch. It's even um, better if you watch it for real instead of just listen to me annotate it. Yeah. One thing I noticed with the with Bob and David, there was like little tiny hints of Tim and Eric's sense of humour. They produced the show. It was their production. I did wonder. Like I yeah. fucking wondered. Because you know shit like the really low budget time machine? Yeah. It run- It reminded me so much of the Tim The real and time Eric. machine. Yeah, it's like uh, Tim and Eric the, the go to the mayor. They use a dehyphenator. Is it, is it Tim and Eric go... Oh, no, Tim goes to the mayor? 
Tom goes to the Tom mayor. goes to the mayor. Yeah, Tom yeah, goes, Tom to, the goes mayor. to the mayor. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's Tom goes to the mayor. You oh. remember the submarine episode? Yeah. It reminded me so much of that. Just mm. the fucking framing and the design of everything. Well, there's all the things like the intro sequence, the animation on the, in- the title sequence is like pure Tim and Eric. Yeah. The weirdness, the music, it's the weirdest intro sequence I've seen for a show for years. Up and down with me dun, because it changed dun, the episode, dun, each episode, bada, didn't bada. it? Did you notice how every episode starts off with someone saying this isn't funny? Yeah. Which I thought was fu- that's funny. And it starts with a live audience, but then the audience never come back. They shot a load of the sketches in front of a live audience, but um, pretty much anything that was outside wasn't. Yeah. And they played it. But anything that was in a set was filmed there. So like really? all the news report moments, um, the hospital bed, stuff like that was all shot in front of a live audience. That's crazy. Um, the making of documentary you see at the end shows them like, basically they would play a video sequence, then they'd cut straight to, like even the video sequence into cuts, like the um, Better Roots sequence, mm. it would be the guy in the set doing his sketch and then it would show, they'd show the clip on the screen and they go back to the sketch and in between that, while they're set, doing the set dressings, um, can't remember his name the guy who's like um, sort of an American version of Matt Berry yeah um, he was going around walking around doing his whole mm. he's doing comedy acts in between to keep the crowd entertained okay. before they go to the next sketch but they shot like the whole thing in a couple of weeks apparently like, just did it's it crazy. all in a couple of shows but I really like the format and it really worked and Bob Odenkirk had this between Better Call Saul as well, Saul as yeah. well didn't he yeah it's friggin Odenkirk's gradually become someone I like really interested in what right. more than I ever used he, to be? He's an interesting guy because he really believes in the films he makes. Yeah, but they aren't. He's funny. a shockingly good actor as well yeah. sometimes. But they aren't funny films. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Kung Pao. Loads of people love. I that. hated Kung Pao, and yeah. I hated uh, Let's Go to Prison. In... Oh yeah, yeah, I hated so many of his films, and then he Let's became... Go to Prison was with uh, with is it Rob Schneider. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's um, Dax Shepard. It's got Thingy from Arrested Development in, hasn't it? Oh yeah, Will Arnett. Yeah, yeah, he's in as well. well yeah, I mean. It's not very good. No, it's just not very good. He believes in it. If you listen to things like Doug Loves Movies, he yeah. really believes in those films, but it's just not there. His passion's there, but the film yeah. is just not. Well, I think this was like them doing a really good job. Ain't a we again? Really? Ain't a we again? I've got no bloody control. We've been drinking so fucking much, right? Oh god. We've gone through almost an entire bottle of rum. Just, just stall them. I was about to hand the review over to you. Oh my god. With Bob and David is really worth watching. It's a lot of fun. It's a bit absurdist. It skirts the edge of being offensive at times. But it's got that Bob Odenkirk and David Cross charm. Friggin' um, thingy Posein. Eric Posein? Yeah. No, Eric Wehrheim. Well, the Posein guy. Him. He's in it. It's really good. And I've just got to wait for Matt to come back. Because I was going to have a wee as well. I really need to have a wee. We drank like multiple glasses of rum and coke, and now we're drinking ginger beer. Crabby's ginger beer. In the 1800s, the Scottish pioneer John Crabby created unconventional drinks by combining exotic spices from the Far East with the finest steep ginger. Today, Crabby's alcoholic ginger beer comes in a wide variety of flavours, but still retains the same pioneer and adventurous spirit of its founder. It's that spirit that makes Crabby's drinks genuinely surprising and unique. We call it refreshingly adventurous. Are we trying to get sponsored by Krabby's? That'd be awesome. If Krabby's want to sponsor us and give us more alcohol, we'll, we'll talk Mel, about you more. You need to review something while I have yes. pee. I am... <laughs> you fucking hypocrite. You <laughs> son of a bitch. All right, my, uh, my, my third review? My third review this week is going to be Star Wars Battlefront. Or, as I like to call it, Battlefronting. Insert laughter, guys. Or your own. Who gives a fuck nowadays? 
So Star Wars Battlefront is Battlefield 4 with Star Wars characters and less weapons and more Han Solo and Luke Skywalker Darth Vader and other people you probably don't recognise from the uh, oh Boba Fett Boba Fett's in there shit yeah he's a bounty hunter so surely, surely he should be neutral he could play as either side but anyway that's besides the point it's a fucking game where you shoot people and they're wearing like plastic helmets pretty crazy it's funny 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 the things that we play to waste our time on this earth as we ever spiral the drain slowly drifting towards the inevitable end of our existence do you ever contemplate life the universe and everything in between sometimes I clean the middle of my toes and there's stuff in there I don't know how it gets there it's not sock fluff it's something else it's not dirt I don't really know what it is. I call it toe germ, but there's no L, and I feel like there's more L that's needed in the world. What do you guys think? No? 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 Well, so I was thinking of dream Marvel films I'd like to see, and Doctor Strange has already been made, so it can't be that, but uh, I was thinking about things like Man Thing, and there's a film for Man Thing, and it's fucking shit, so I think that we should do it right, and just have this giant elemental beast that wreaks havoc in the world and then Iron Man comes and shoots it it'd be fucking great it'd be original no one would see it coming Matt Berry can play Iron Man because I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think Tom Hanks is going to do it for much longer Tom Hanks and you know and also Thor played by Mel Gibson it just it's not working out for a lot of people since he called that that male police officer who was Jewish sugar tits uh, the world in general just is kind of messed up like that right Weren't you talking about Star Wars Battlefront when I left? Rene Russo would be a great Jessica Jones said time, and I am one to agree. Uh, I give Star Wars Battlefront a Mark Hamill. Plays the Joker. This game's no joke. It's a game of life. But I get down. Have you actually said anything about Star Wars Battlefront <laughs> while I was out of the room? There's lasers. There's lasers. It's definitely some lasers. Major lasers. Terry Crews. Good night, people. It's your turn. Oh. Go for it. Well, you're reviewing Jessica Jones next, right? Well, we can review... We can both review both the things, because you're going to do Masters of Nothing. Masters of None. Masters but I of can't none. do Jessica Jones if you're doing Jessica Jones. Well, we can both talk about both the things. So the next two reviews are going to be joint reviews. Anyone got a problem with that? Because you got a problem with that, you got a problem with <laughs> we'll me. wait around until this is published to find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait for someone to answer and be like, yeah. fuck you, fuck you both, you fucking It's going to be like a 50 hour long podcast, it's going to be the, published while we're recording it. The seventh person to follow us is going to be like, well fuck you guys, I'm done. Alright, so... Master of None. Masters of None. By Aziz Ansari. By Um, It's an excellent look at young, sort of, young adult, well I say young adult, 30 something lifestyle. In the millennials, millennials, yeah, they call them. Um, every single episode is built around some sort of philosophical conflict. Like, you know, he's having some sort of problem that it was something he's come across in his life, and he's trying to understand it better. And a lot of it's done through the jokes and the humour and the discussing with other characters. Um, really nice, wide ranging cast of characters, which is pretty typical of Netflix stuff right now. Yeah, they're really good at that. Um. Plus, it's got Eric Wareheim in it. We were going to talk about Tim and Eric, and then yeah. Tim is in Eric the other in thing, and Eric's in the new thing. Yeah, Eric Wareheim is always uh, brilliant to see. He gets on his bouncy castle and yeah. takes the kid out. Um, but yeah, the show's just like brilliantly written, well-made, beautifully shot. like Deep as hell. Yeah. Um, that looks like it's shot on film, for sure. Like It's all proper widescreen as well, which is so rare. It's <laughs> It's the most contrasting thing I've ever seen. 
Because mm. it's a shallow character, very shallow character, looking for depth yeah. in a f- program that's shot with so much of it. Mm. Like, you... If you watch... I watch this on the NVIDIA Shield TV thing that I've got yeah. in 4K, and the stuff they've picked up on that series, just like people in the background noticing ANSYs, and they ignore him, and then you've got people having conversations, and you can kind of hear the bar conversations clearly. Yeah. So it's just... It's a really strange program in that sense. It's just brilliantly made. Like, it has a really nice depiction of relationships. I love it. It's set over, like, two years. Yep. It just kind of has that whole episode that's, like, spread over the course of a year, and there's other times that have spread it about. It almost helped me. Um, yeah, that whole friggin'... The whole episode where they're, like... It's just their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's really well done. He starts to use the pasta maker in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, friggin' Colin... What's-his-face? Having a cameo in one episode. Um... Cobra's friggin' surname. He was in Arrow. He's supposed to be the lead in the film, and he's like in that one episode where he's like trying McQueen? to get Colin something or the other, yeah. but he's like trying to get Aziz to write a film script with him about him turning into a car. Yeah, and then he calls that. him over and he's like, It's an emergency, you have to come over now. Yeah. And he comes all the way over to his house, and it's really interesting that Aziz Ansari's character goes to his house, and all he wants him to do is set off a domino rally. And like his character um, Dev isn't even upset that he's wasted this time mm. he's like that was an experience it's like a really positive feeling show it's weirdly positive yeah like everything he goes through even if it's something that should piss off someone he's kind of like that was an experience I've had I'm going to accept that and see how my life goes from here like he got called over to someone's house to set off a domino rally and he's not angry about it because he got to see a domino rally go off it's that same episode that he has that conflict with the woman who's married yeah yeah, the woman who's married, she's got a kid. Husband thinks they're getting a divorce. The husband realises they are getting a divorce. Hmm. And he doesn't encourage the divorce. No. He doesn't try to sleep with this perfectly, incredibly attractive, I should say, incredibly attractive woman. Instead, he tries to nurture this relationship back to repair. Hmm. And it kind of talks about our generation a lot more than I felt like a programme ever would. Hmm. We're it's not... really good. Like, Yeah. It's very short. I want more episodes. I was expecting more episodes. It felt like it ended too soon. And the yeah. woman who played his, his Rachel. girlfriend, yeah, Rachel. Noelle something. Brilliant. She started in the beginning. She was there. The yeah. whole time she was actually in the background. Yeah. And the way it brought her back into it and then... Oh, yeah, that so he takes the granny... Uh, I love the, the Chinese episode. Where they keep going to the same General Tao's or General So's. You know the Chinese restaurant with his parents? He oh, decides yeah, yeah, to have yeah. a relationship with yeah. his parents. That second episode, yeah, where he's yeah. Take, yeah, where him and his mate having the taking. And the his mum's like, "Oh, I'll just get rice." And his whole did you, like, did you think he was going to be like this when he came over from India and whatever? Yeah. And it shows like a story of him getting, yeah, and there's so much strife, and yeah. so much struggle, and then he's just like, "Oh, I don't know what to eat. I don't know where to eat." Tacos. Um, his real dad playing. His yeah, dad I love the, the fact that their parents and their parents yeah. are great actors. They're yeah. not well. They're not acting. They're just talking about their actual experiences. Apparently, mm. it's all written around that. But yeah, it's a really interesting, well-made show. It kind of reminded me a bit of Louis at times, but it's all about like, you know, the, you find humour in the prophetic stuff that happens every now and again. <laughs> more reminded me of Louis season two than any other season. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of Louis season two is about him and his kids, isn't it? It's like that Christmas episode kills yeah. me every time. It's fantastic. Where his second sister comes to visit, a different sister this time. No, it's where he's trying to repair the kids' toys. Mm. Yeah. He's crying because yeah. he's had to remove the top of a head of a doll. And then glue the eye in place. <laughs> it doesn't blink anymore. And one eye blinks, and it glues them both. And he just around two o'clock in the morning, he breaks down crying, and it cuts to him successfully getting everything sorted. Yeah, no, the whole series of Louis 
it really you're you're absolutely you've hit the nail on the head. It does remind me a lot of that because it's a generational thing. I think it's a it captures a, a sort of a group of people that are in that situation. It's hard to find what you want to do. Yeah. And he doesn't know he's a writer some days, a comedian other days, an actor some days, he does voiceover work. And then in the end he decides something completely out of left field and it's it's nurtured. He's hinted at throughout the whole series. Yeah, it's nurtured. Like that's the mm. thing. It's just gen- gentle drops. Yeah. He wants to be there. But um I I just love that. I love the film he works on. Yeah. <laughs> he gets completely cut out of the film and no one tells him he the, goes the to the advert, premiere. The, the gardening advert. Oh yeah, where he gets <laughs> the yeah. taller Asian guy. <laughs> where he talks his like talks his way out of the job basically we've got too many women or too many men and there's not enough women in this commercial oh hey what are you doing oh I'm going to be the rake guy yeah that rake does look pretty good next to you do we have a bigger rake it looks like we're (laughs) trying to do we have a smaller rake yeah we look like some giant rakes oh it's a great series really really good really like it yeah, it's got H. John Benjamin in it. Can't go yeah, on that. It does yeah. very briefly in the uh, in the the virus movie. The a black episodes, virus yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, Madam President. <laughs> I'm the guy who injects himself and then saves the world. <laughs> a bit when they're filming the freaking mech fight. <laughs> it's just like you're just sat on chairs in front yeah. of a green screen. And the like... director's like, This movie's not about words, which is a reference to um oh, what's his fucking name? The guy who took over directing Island of Doctor Moreau. I can't remember his name. No, nor can I. He directed Ronin, but he took over on Doctor Moreau. One of the things he says this film's not about words, it's just uh... <laughs> 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 Yeah. Um but yeah, oh. absolutely superb series. Really loved it. Unbelievable how well it's made. Yeah, Netflix is on a roll. Other than that freaking, what's that one show they did that was fucking terrible? The one Hemlock about the Road. two women who um, their husbands went gay. Frankie and... Yeah, terrible series. Apparently people really like that. It's awful. Awful series. Like, it's yeah, but really I don't horrible. think that's for us. Yeah, exactly. Probably. But I Netflix has been on a roll with that Yeah, stuff. no, I think even with Grace and Frankie, I think is that mm. series, mm. I think even with that they've hit, they've hit the right it's the Will and Grace generation. Yeah. It's and it's the people that we, we aren't. We are never going to really... I didn't get I didn't like Will and Grace, so maybe that's... <laughs> yeah, maybe that's yeah. why. There are people that like Will and Grace that probably love that series, and they probably don't understand Masters of None. And that's... I need not... to watch the Netflix um, Inspector Gadget series, obviously. That's what I need to watch. They didn't, oh, they the animated And they've done a series of Danger Mouse. Yeah, the animated stuff, yeah. Yeah. But, um, Is it yeah. still uh, the same people? But the, the freaking Netflix over this last year, Daredevil, Bojack Horseman, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt... Friggin' Master of None. And these shows, they come about and you watch them all in like two days and then you've got to wait a whole friggin' year for another series. Yeah. It's not like with your TV shows where they take six months to play out. Can you imagine if in two years' time Netflix are making films for series that have ended? So they make a community film. Mm. They make a film for Parks and Rec. Yeah. They make all that stuff. It's it's a weird, weird time to be alive when it comes to media anyway. When it comes to everything else, it's... Just a sad and depressing time. But when it comes to media, it's a really interesting time to be alive. Well, you should review your last thing. My last thing? Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to just tell everyone what it is? It's going to be Jessica Jones, let's face it. It's, it's not going to be Jessica Jones. It's yes, going it to be... It's going to be the devil in Miss Jones. It's a porn film about a lady who gets the devil who possesses her and he, she makes all kinds of bad mistakes in life. She fucks a bunch of guys. It's it's really dark. It's really day. It's, it's probably one of my most watched porn films. Whoa! What did you do there? Nothing. I just spanked myself so hard the bottle appeared to expand. Mm-hmm. Pepsi went crazy. No, I am going to review Jessica Jones. Fuck it. I've reviewed two things. There you go. Take that. Put that in the bank. Put that in a sock. Swing it and hit a guy with it. It's not soap. It'll leave a mark. You've made a mistake. Put a brick in a sock. Full metal jacket. Jessica Jones is a fantastic series. Another Marvel hit 
We've spoken about this earlier. We've alluded to the fact we enjoyed this series. Much like Daredevil, it's a slightly darker darker program than things like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I love how R.A. is without ever saying the words fuck or bugger. It never <laughs> says fuck or bugger, but it does say shit. It does yeah. say rape. Yeah. Um, it is the story of Jessica Jones, a lady horribly mentally scarred by a man taking over her body, played by David Tennant. Well, he who abused is called, the shit out of her controller. Like, he is called the Purple Man, and he used like his Kilgrave. influence over people. His power, he has a power, he's called Kilgrave. Which is his his own name. His name was Wait, Nigel. It's called Kevin Thompson. Kevin Thompson. <laughs> yeah, his actual name I love is Kevin that he's Thompson. got a really plain it's name. So shit, isn't it? Like, yeah. Can you imagine? It's not the original origins from the comic. It's a different no, it's character. not. Alias is completely different. But anyway, yeah. in this series, he uses Jessica Jones by his power, which is that he can influence people with the words he says. So if you were to make it so that you couldn't hear him, it wouldn't affect you. But he uses words to control people. Uh, he obviously catches people unaware and then says, you know, follow me and shit like that and just speaks, waxes lyrical in their ear. His power lasts about 10 or 12 hours and he evidently uses this power to influence Jessica Jones for a period of months and months and months. In the late Alias comics... Well, in the comics, um, it's like, when months? she was dual, he took over her life. Eventually, he made her go to Avengers Tower and fight the Avengers and they beat the shit out of her and put her in a coma. Oh, really? And that's when she broke out of it and got away from him. But in the comics, Jean Grey put a psychic block on him to yeah, stop... to stop it influencing. In this, it's a virus and she's got a more well, immunity. They say it's a virus and it's, it might not say that she's got an immunity, but her brain has put a mental block on it, which is yeah. why the blood didn't work. Yeah. Spoilers. But, um, like, I'm amazed that Marvel has been one of the few shows these days to have an actual, like, frank, brutal discussion about abusive relationships. Yeah. Like, that's fucked up that, uh, that Marvel are doing it. So, essentially, the story is, and again, we're going to enter spoilers territory. Anne's already mentioned it, so for the next two minutes, we're going to talk about spoilers. But Jessica Jones is put under the influence of Kilgraves. Before the show starts. Before the show starts, and she expressly says, <clears throat> expressly says before the show ends, that he used his influence to rape her. This doesn't happen in the comics, and this is spoilers for the comics as well, so if you want to jump a minute and a half, you've got that now. Well, that stuff ahead. happened in the comics. In the comics, what he actually does is he tells her that he wants her, tells her that she wants him, constantly tells her that, and drives mm. her mad with lust, he does all sorts but only shit. fucks other people, never fucks her. Mm. But he uses his influence to fuck her in the, in the, in the TV program. It's rape. She expressly says it's rape, and he says, how do I know what the difference is between rape and people actually wanting it if what they do, what I say, they do. That's because he's fucked up. Because he's fucking mental. The series is brilliantly done. It's it's incredibly detailed. They set this up, it's episode by episode. There are scenes where you cringe, there are scenes where you, you have hope. It's mm. all perfectly balanced. I think the show's ruined um, the 12th Doctor's well. Yeah, <laughs> it has a little bit. David like, Tennant well. is like superb in it. He's fantastic. And this is really weird, and I'm going to just quickly go off of Jessica Jones for a second to say that David Tennant is also in the fourth series of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series, the new one on Netflix, really? on uh, Nickelodeon. Yeah. He plays a robot, and he uses the same mannerisms, and somehow they completely differentiate themselves from Jessica Jones. It's weird, he can play charming, but if his character's like... There's a just... cadence he uses. Yeah. There's a certain level of his voice that he uses that's perfectly adapted to this creepy villain. And then it twists around and it's an innocent robot that's just fascinated by anything. And it's, it's great. Mm. For those of you that have hold on for us for the last two minutes, um, welcome back. So Jessica Jones, I, I would highly rate this series. If yeah. you've got Netflix, if you don't have Netflix... It's better than Daredevil was. I wouldn't say that. 
Like, at least it didn't end up with a ridiculous costume that looked really bad. That's true. <laughs> the costume in Daredevil looks yeah. a lot worse and there's a lot more realistic the expectations thing is, in Daredevil, of bodies. I found Wilson Fisk the most enthralling part of Daredevil, but I'd say in Jessica Jones, both her and the Purple Man were, like, interesting to an equal degree. My problem is that the two series, there are different strengths and weaknesses. Jessica Jones, dialogue, yes. Mm. Um, and characters, yes. Daredevil, shooting styles... Yeah. To match the story and also action, and it's more of an action series, Daredevil. And and Daredevil had better scenes, had better setups. Oh, because Jessica Jones is like, oh, I've, I like the know. little subtle moments of humour in Jessica Jones. The so yeah. everything that happens in Jessica Jones the is, running is great. Door being destroyed. <laughs> yeah, Jessica Jones is a fantastic series, and to say that this is better than this or this is better than that, it's like saying, do you prefer toast or bread? It is just... It's a difference of opinion. White bread or brown bread? Yeah, there you go. That's a better Slice one. of brown bread for dinner, white bread for pudding. <laughs> Joke's on them. I like white bread. I like white bread, brown bread. Yeah, yeah. Um, Peep but show. yeah no, Peep show's back. Peep, Peep show's, show's good. back, and it's not great. But that's besides the point. That's another review for another Shut time. Shut up. It's awesome. We'll have to do like a whole series of Peep Show all at once, mm. I think, to match these, because if we don't, it's not going to do it justice. But Jessica Jones, I give it a really, really solid... Not quite perfect, but it's very, very solid. Matthew McConaughey during the McConaughey The only things that bugged me in the series was um, What's-His-Face Simpson kind of like goes off the rails all of a sudden. Like I know he has the drug thing that yeah. they give him, but it kind of... like he's, a, he's in the comics, he's a villain in the comics, but it's kind of like... It kind of comes a little bit too much out of nowhere that he would go that obsessive. Um, um, and also, the second series in a row where they've killed a black guy to... Motivate the lead character. We don't. Not every elderly black oh, guy needs to be killed. No, because they kill friggin' um, Ben Ulrich in Daredevil. They do. And then there's the other guy in this series who gets killed by Simpson, the cop. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. Two. Why? Why is it at roughly the same point in each series? Roughly the same age as well. Yeah. Enough. Like they're practically the same character. They're both a guy who knows more stuff than you think. And it's a weird, it's a weird watching. framing device for Marvel. But I think mm. Luke Cage for the series is going to be really strong. I think the best episode of Jessica Jones was Simbin. That episode where they've got um, Kilgrave locked up in the. No, second from last. No, Simbin, man. No, second from last. That fight between uh, Luke Cage and and Jessica Jones oh, yeah, was yeah. incredible. But Simbin was like that's directed by John Dahl. That episode. And John Dahl's a director who I will always praise because he did Last Seduction, which is a fucking superb film. The weird one with the prostitute. The one where um, Laura, what's her face, is uh, like the femme. It's a, it's a noir film from the perspective of the femme fatale. Yeah. Bill Paxton's in it. Yeah, no, I remember it. Um, but yeah, no, Jessica Jones is going to end on a solid. Uh, so what did I say? Matthew McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey during the McConaughey sense. Hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Marvel are doing some more dangerous stuff. TV, yes. It's not the same as their 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 properties, their their um, film properties, but that stuff is sneaking in. The Russo brothers are in control. Yeah, they got the Avengers films. Haven't this they? feels like. Does this not feel like Winter Soldier not over a longer period of time? This stuff. Yeah, Winter Soldier was really good. It's a great film. But anyway, that is Chris Apocalypse. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us through LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter. If you can't find me through Cinema uh, Chris Apocalypse online through Twitter, we're a fantastic bunch of people to talk to. I want to give a quick shout out to about the that. Naked Podcast. They were great people. We had a nice chat the other day, and they are actually a really interesting podcast. And also, We Hate Movies. You've been keeping me entertained on my morning commutes. And have you got anything to pitch? Anything that you want to recommend for the next two weeks? No. No? 
You said Just Cause 3 earlier. Well, I'm not going to get to play that, am I? Is there anything you're looking forward to over the next couple I of weeks? I can't afford things. Well, I can bring it around. Maybe. Yeah. All right, is there anything you're looking forward to over the next two weeks? I'm going to keep looking forward to finding new cats on Neko Atsume. <laughs> Are you going to go see the new Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Fuck film? no. It's also got... Blake. Falcon. Yeah, Michael... No, not Michael B. Jordan, the other one. <laughs> You racist! I'm going to go see Creed with Michael B. Jordan. Michael That's B. Jordan, him. yeah. I'm going to go see Creed. Um, is there anything that you are looking forward to? Come on, there's got to be something drumming up. Come on, is there anything in your head? No. All right. Well, that's been Chris Problems. <laughs> I absolutely love every one of you. Let's just gently make love into the evening. If you want to rub tips, I'm here. If you don't want to rub tips, then let's rub eye brains, brain grapes, mind grapes, mind grapes. Let's rub my grapes now. I love the term mine grapes. I love the fact that people don't realise we're aliens. Anyway, good night. Alright, bye. <laughs>